Hey guys, welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and today we have one of our very own Radiant Magazine columnists joining us, Emily. She is our style columnist. She's incredibly fashionable. She has such practical fashion advice, but she is so much more than that. She's an incredible woman, one of the kindest people I know, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her today. Welcome, Emily. Hello. How are you, Kelsey? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad to have you here. I would love for everyone to just meet you, to know you, and for you to start by sharing your story, a little bit about you, what you do. Okay. Where do I even start? Um, basically, I grew up in a military family, so never really spending more than a year or two in a spot at a time. And then about when I was in middle school, my dad finally retired, settled down, and um, I grew up right outside Nashville in Tennessee. Went to school at Belmont University in Nashville um, and studied nursing. And this enti- that entire time, I was um, dating my husband now, Michael. Once we both graduated, we decided to kind of take a leap of faith and leave Nashville, not really knowing exactly where we wanted to go or why we wanted to go there. Um, and it just kind of landed us into Dallas, Texas. So that's where I am now. Been here about a year and a half, and it's been super fun. Within that time, I got married to my husband, got an amazing dog. I have a golden retriever named Tucker, and he's about a year and a half now. Um, and I work as a labor and delivery nurse um, in a hospital. I work nights. So it's just really it's been a learning experience, honestly, um, fast forwarding just to where I am now sitting in my living room, staring at my Christmas tree. It's just been um, a whirlwind of a couple years, um, a big leap of faith on my end, just trusting God and what he has in store for me. I, If you asked me a year and a half ago to two years ago um, what I thought about maybe being in Dallas at this time, I probably would have laughed in your face. So this has just been kind of a crazy a crazy couple of years for me, but um, it's definitely opened a lot of doors and kind of created a new journey, not only for myself, but just in marriage and being with my husband now. So it's been fun, but that's, I guess, the short version about me. I could go on forever, but that's basically it. Yeah, and it's. I think it's so fun. Your guys' life looks so fun in Dallas. What was it like moving away from your family? Obviously, you're comfortable with moving, but moving away from your family and just starting in a new city. Absolutely. Um, so growing up moving all the time, it definitely created a bond between myself, my mom, my dad, and my sister um, that I'm extremely thankful for now. Everything that we did, everywhere that we went, we always had each other. As corny as that is, honestly, we were extremely, extremely close. And so even though I had grown up moving so many times, leaving my family was just something that I never thought that I could handle. Um, and it's silly looking back on it now. Cause I, I love being in Dallas and I, I love that I've been able to kind of step out of my comfort zone, but I remember telling my mom that I was going to move and I, I'm pretty sure her jaw hit the floor. She, she had a hard time with it at first. Um, she just, she asked the same questions I asked myself, you know, why would you leave Nashville? Why would you leave your friends and your family? You're happy here. 
Um, and that was the biggest thing. We didn't leave because we were unhappy. We didn't leave because we didn't like Nashville or Tennessee, or we didn't leave because we had anything waiting for us because we didn't, we didn't have jobs. We didn't have anything pulling us outside of Nashville. And so, um, I think that it's, sometimes it's hard to, to grasp onto the idea that you can make a change in your life when there's really nothing creating that change or pushing you to make that change. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing to do that. So moving away has definitely been a huge learning experience. Um, not only just because I was also entering adulthood, which is just a whole nother beast in itself, but, um, moving to a new place, doing it with my husband. Um, and those of you that are married will definitely understand that. And just having that journey together, um, has honestly been probably the best thing I've ever done, not only for myself, but for us. So it's been great. I, I love it. And Dallas is fun. It's definitely, it's definitely a new place and it has some similarities to Nashville, but it's its own, it's its own entity. So it's been good. I like Texas. <laughs> yeah, I I will say, like, I really miss, like, the closeness and the depth and the community that I have of, like, you know, 27 years of life in Tennessee. Okay. But moving to a new city and making friends together was, like, the biggest bonding experience ever. And and older couples who had been married, like, 30 years told us that, that they said there will be a sweetness of, like, meeting people for the first time together will be so bonding in a different way than, you know, what happened here at home. And so that's been really special for us. I'm sure for you too. Yeah, it really has been. And it's been also really fun to meet people, um, you know, with your husband, just seeing how, how they work, the people that they enjoy being around, um, and forming those friendships together. We ended up getting married in Dallas and a lot of people again, asks, asked us questions about that. You know, why are you getting married in Dallas? You've only, you've only lived there a couple of months. None of your family is there. None of your friends there. And I kind of thought to myself, why am I getting married in Dallas besides yeah. making it easy for myself um, during the planning? So I kind of sat down and I asked Michael, I said, um, so why exactly have we decided to get married in Dallas? And I don't think he could have said it better. He, he just kind of looked at me and he said, you know, Emily... Nashville is amazing. Um, we have a lot of memories there. You have a lot of memories there. Um, and a lot of our friends there and our friends are there, but Dallas has so much significance, whether we end up staying here forever or not, whether we ended up staying here a year or a hundred years, um, Dallas was a start of something new. Um, it was a new journey. It was the first place that we both called home together. And, it just meant a lot to us, um, despite what was to come in the future and how long we'd actually stay here. Um, there was so much significance in that. It was the first place that we chose to live in a townhome together. It was the first place that we accepted jobs together. Um, the first place that we took a leap of faith, we pushed ourselves out of our comfort zones and we went. And it was also the place that I got engaged. It was just held so much significance that when it came time to figuring out where we wanted to get married and where we wanted that ceremony to be and where we wanted all our friends to come and share that moment with us, it had to be Dallas. So looking back now and, and thinking about how much significance it held for both of us and now seeing the relationships that we've, we've formed and um, the ways that we've grown, it's been in, 
it's not only been incredible, but it's been important just in our own growth personally. Um, so, oh, you are the sweetest. Like y'all's story is so sweet. And I just <laughs> love hearing about y'all because you can just feel, um, I think one of my favorite things when I first met you was like, you can just feel both of your kindness emanating Thanks, from Kelsey. both of y'all too. And so I was, um, even so impressed, like the first time we Skyped because he popped in and his love and support for you was so sweet. And I just, I really love that. I'm a sucker for a relationship where like the husband champions the wife's dreams. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I found that super valuable in my own relationship. And so I love seeing um, Michael do that for you. Do you, you too, he really helps you with your blog, right? Like he does your photography, right? He's the real Instagram. He does. Yeah. He um, is an ultimate cheerleader. Um, There are absolutely good days and bad days um, in life (laughs) and in marriage. So I certainly don't paint the perfect picture of marriage at all, but I definitely can say I have a supportive husband. Um, He he definitely stands by me in all my crazy endeavors, as do I for him. So when I brought up doing my blog, um, of course he had some questions, but um, you know, no better time than the present. So he kind of just said, "Okay, well, you know, you need to go through next steps and figure out what you need to do, and we'll just kind of go from there." And the thing I admire most about him is he's always been the guy. He's a big goals guy, <laughs> which. I am all about goals, but and I'm all about planning and organization, but sometimes thinking about goals stresses me out. I don't know if it does it for you, Kelsey, but <laughs> just thinking about, okay, what do you need to do in a year? What do you want to do in five years? How do we need to get there? Just honestly, sometimes gives me more anxiety and stress than anything else. And so, but he's big on that. He's always asking, okay, what are our goals now? You know, what are our short-term goals, our long-term goals? And so, Um, but honestly, I'm thankful for it because I feel like he keeps me on track, but going back and thinking about starting my blog, um, that's exactly what I needed to just focus in on really why I was doing it. And, you know, if I wanted to start one, what did, what did I see in five years? What did I see in three months? Um, what did I see tomorrow? Um, because, you know, when, when you're kind of starting something new like this, um, without those goals, how do you really create a vision and figure out the direction you're going and who you're trying to, to reach out to and what are, you know, what are your, what are your, um, your plans? So it's been, it's been fun and he does do my photography. Um, and that is just, I mean, I honestly wish I could video, him doing my photography on a daily basis. Cause you know, um, Instagram is a lovely way of just seeing the end product and the pictures, um, <laughs> and the clothes and the smiles, but I can assure you, um, it is not always smiles and laughter doing the photo shoots. Sometimes it's a, no, you need to pose this way or do this. And, and a lot of quarrels and figuring out the right place and the right lighting and and having different opinions and um, <laughs> but but you know what that is what marriage is that's what relationships are and at the end I am so incredibly thankful for him and he does an incredible job. Um, I remember asking him if he wanted to do my photography. He's always been a creative person 
And he's, cause I, I mean, I didn't have anybody else. I didn't have any money to outsource to someone else asking them to do photography for me or anything like that. And so I figured I got to start somewhere. Um, and so he spent hours and hours on YouTube learning anything and everything he could about photography um, and what kind of camera we should have and all of these things, again, like not having just like expendable cash just to buy anything, but just starting where we could and, um, and learning how to, you know, do like the soft edits to photos and just posting it the right way. And he has just been, um, a guardian angel really in that sense, because if it was up to me to take a picture of myself and post it, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten, I would be nowhere on my blog. So he's been, he's definitely been a huge support. That is like the sweetest <laughs> ever because <laughs> David is like, no, I do not want to take your pictures. We will probably get in a knockdown drag out argument if we do this. <laughs> so have you had any like hilarious moments? And was it, was it honestly awkward and vulnerable? Because sometimes your closest people in your life, like learning, learning something new with them can be really sweet, can it, but it can be almost even more awkward or or was it just easy at the beginning or seamless? Oh, it was not easy at all. Um, it honestly opens a door to a different, a different area of your relationship with someone. Um, especially after being, we, I mean, we were already married at this point and, I remember thinking, okay, we're married. I've been dating him for five years. I know Michael. He knows me. Like at this point, there's nothing else that can happen to be awkward or frustrating, you know, whatever. So (laughs) I just remember starting this whole thing. And um, not only was I incredibly awkward taking pictures out in public, because that is just not, I mean, you see fashion bloggers and you see like their photos and over time you start to get over it, but it really is not, it's not a comfortable situation at first. Um, I remember standing on the sidewalk and a car would start to come by and I would say, okay, stop, 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 act, act normal, put the camera down. And he's just like, Emily, we can't do that every time a car passes or every time someone walks by, you know, we, we have to like continue to take pictures. We can't, we can't do any, we can't just stop whenever you feel like it's awkward. And so I remember, you know, trying to push through the awkwardness and taking the pictures and having moments where Michael basically had to school me on, you know, how I should pose or how I should be or where I should be. And just thinking like, where, what does my life come to? Like getting this advice from my husband. He's like telling me how to model for these photos. And I just remember laughing and thinking, I just never thought I would ever be in this situation whatsoever. Um, and you know, we get into taking the photos and, and Michael will, will be so into just like getting a good quality photo or whatever. He won't realize that like my hair is completely across my face or in my mouth or like my shirt is sideways or, you know, like something is like very severely messed up with this, with the photo. And he'll just take the photo and like see the quality and be like, Oh, that's fine. And we'll go back and see the photos. And obviously they're like nothing that could possibly be posted unless I started like a blooper reel of all of the photos ever taken of myself. (laughs) And, um, I remember having to sit down and have a a conversation, almost like an employee to an employer or employer to an employee saying, okay, like, I really like your work. You've been doing a really good job, (laughs) but 
some things just, I mean, need to change. Like I need to have a little bit more direction from you. I need you to be able to tell if something's wrong in the photo so we can fix it. And just sitting down and having that conversation and just thinking, oh my gosh. And sometimes seeing like those videos online where it's like the Instagram husband and watching it and just thinking that is so my life and laughing at it before I ever started my blog. And now looking back thinking, yep, that's definitely Michael and I, but you know, what? I, I honestly wouldn't trade it for the world, um, through, through all the frustrating or awkward times or not. Um, it's been fun having, having him do my pictures. Cause at the end of the day, he does know me the best. Um, and I know him the best. So even through some of the frustration, it's, it ends up being a fun time and he does an amazing job. So I'm thankful for it. That is seriously hilarious. And for those of you listening, we will be linking the Instagram husband video in the show notes because it is so funny. funny. It's it so is true. so true. <laughs> I mean, there have been moments where I'm like, babe, can you please, can you just take, no, no, stand there. No, stop. You know, yeah. and it is so funny. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think we might kill each other if we did this together. But maybe we'll like grow into that and I will be picking your brain at that point because, you know, (laughs) it is like I would love to like travel together and take more pictures on the go. I look at, you know, my camera roll and I'm like, wow, I don't I haven't been taking real life pictures like I have all these blog pictures that I actually need to like take more photos on my camera roll of us or day to day life and like, you know, just have these for a family photo album. Right. No, absolutely. And I remember, you know, going out on, on some of my, um, going out with Michael and taking some photos or we're on a trip and wanting him to be the, the artsy one and like find a good moment and be like, stop, Emily, let me take a picture of you. You look perfect in that lighting. And this is the perfect moment. (laughs) And it never happens like that. I'm the one, Michael, can you please just take a picture here? Like, Oh wait, don't eat that yet. Let's take the picture. And he's just like, I don't want to take a picture right now. I just want to eat my food or I just want to walk and see the sights or whatever it is we're doing. And, you know, sometimes like having those unrealistic expectations, um, are really just, are really just silly. Um, but it, it, it really is true. That video is perfect. So you definitely need to leave. <laughs> it's hilarious. So how do you navigate like balance, like turning your phone off or is this like an ongoing process? Cause I'll be the first to say it is for me of like, okay, like Instagram has helped me build my career, but like I need to, to shut it down. How do you wins enough? Like how do you vacation? Because you are trying to capture shots but you do want to like create space and room to rest in your life. What does that look like? Because something that is a very fun outlet for most people is like kind of becoming your career. So how do you separate like life and work in the Instagram blog sense? Absolutely. That's actually a really good question. I wondered how I was going to do that um, when I first started all of this. And I will say that sometimes for me, I don't really have a choice um, because I I do work a full-time job. I actually, you know, I am a nurse by night, which is another whole crazy aspect of it all, um, being on that type of schedule, but also having a part-time job of um, teaching Pure Bar. I do that as well. And then also having this as I guess essentially you could say a part-time job, which really could be a full-time job if you allow it to be um, as far as time and how much it takes of that. But sitting down 
I realized I had to put up some sort of boundaries, um, which was not easy because going into it, I didn't know, I knew it was going to take a lot of work. Um, you know, whether you're starting a blog or you're starting a business, it's going to take your time. It's going to take your attention, your time. You can't really go in and just like give 50% (laughs) and just expect it to be perfect and amazing and everyone love it. Um, and just reap all the rewards that you've always dreamed of by giving 50%. And so I had to figure out how do I give a hundred to everything that I do? And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I do this, I do this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people will say, you're crazy. You need to give something up. Like, aren't you tired? And honestly, I am tired, but maybe that's just because I have to work nights. But when you're doing stuff that you honestly all really do care about and you want all of your energy to go into it, um, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like a burden. And so going into doing the blogging, I knew that... um, I had to put up some sort of boundaries and especially for my husband and I, because we're both, um, we're both working on it together and he's doing stuff for me. And so figuring out, okay, what amount of time are we actually going to spend on this together? And when do we just stop and put the stuff down and actually spend time together and do things for each other? Um, that was a huge conversation we had to have is, okay, sitting together on the couch, but working on this stuff and not talking doesn't, doesn't count as quality time. And, Absolutely. and, and honestly, we kind of were thinking that was for a while. Um, I remember Michael saying, I mean, we're, we're hanging out, we're sitting together on the couch. And I was just thinking, okay, like this is when something has to change. And so, um, we kind of had to figure out based on our schedules. I work this, I work this time, you work this time. This is the time that needs to be spent on, on my blog. This is maybe time that you have to spend on stuff for your work where is our time? Um, which honestly, you know, we've, we've said those words and created those boundaries, but we are still not very good at it. So it's on it. It's a huge learning experience when, when you're by yourself or you at least live by yourself, you have control over your own schedule and can do whatever you need to do whenever you need to do it. And, and once you have someone else in the picture, um, whether it's a child or a, a husband or a pet or whatever it is, um, it all of a sudden becomes a little bit harder. So there's been a lot of boundaries that I've had to create, um, and it's been really hard. But but it's been good. It's a learning it's a learning process. Long story short. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I'm almost two years into this kind of world that we're in, and like you adjust with every season. And then you like look back at a season and you're like, oh, whoops, we got pretty disconnected. Time to hit reset, you know, and start over. And so it's really easy to do that or to never close your phone or work till midnight, you know, and it's like any startup season of life does require like sacrifice, but like also like not martyring your relationships in that process and finding that like, you know, not balance, but balance in essence, not that that ever really fully works out. You're always giving in an area, but yeah, I totally, I'm with you, girl. I'm still learning. Um, 
Do you? I would love for people to hear like the heart behind your blog because I've heard it. I know you. I know that you're not interested in just posting like the craziest expensive pieces to show that you have great personal style, that you actually are passionate about equipping women to find pieces that flatter their body, how to utilize things in your own closet that you already have. Like, tell us about that because I just... And I also think that it's really easy to assume that it's just easy to be a fashion blogger. And like, actually, it's hard to write about the 30th 30th shirt you've posted. Like, there's only so many things you can say about a dress or a shirt. And it does require creativity. And so I would love for you to touch on that, too. Absolutely. So I just kind of felt like, I guess growing up, I always had friends ask me for fashion advice. Not that I am at all the most fashionable person in the world, but it was just kind of my knack. I I loved I loved fashion. I loved shopping. I remember my mom turning to me at I think fourteen or fifteen years old, and she said, "Emily, if you want a new shirt or you want to go shopping, you have to get a job." And I sure did leave the house and I ran and got a job because I just I I don't know what it is. I just loved fashion and. Um, I loved like finding pieces and helping other people find that for themselves. Um, I also used to beg my friends to come over and let me do their hair and makeup all the time. And so it just kind of came a running joke, I guess. Um, All through grade school and then into college, it was just always something really fun. And it, it was always a bonding experience to be able to do that with your friends and for your friends and always really enjoyed it. And so, um, leaving that and going into college and, and starting nursing probably was the worst timing to ever start a new endeavor like this, but, um, I just kind of had this burning passion, um, for probably almost a year. It was maybe like eight to 10 months that I wanted to start this blog. And I had, I had followed quite a few fashion bloggers at this time and, all of this is really recent that, you know, fashion blogging and Instagram is really blown up. And so, um, following others, I, I loved being able to follow other bloggers that you could definitely see their personality through their profiles and through their blogging. Um, I loved being able to follow the people that not only were able to help me find that really cute top that was maybe like less than 30 bucks, but also I could see that they were a mom and they cared about their children and, you know, they trusted in God's plan for them and they had daily struggles and, you know, they were just trying to make it through a typical Monday or whatever it was. Um, I found a lot of inspiration through that and just realizing, you know what, you could totally, you can totally do it all. You can, you can love fashion, but you can also love the Lord and love people. Um, you can love that really cute pair of shoes, but you can also have a heart for serving others and being a good friend and being a good wife. And, um, you know, being a fashion blogger doesn't mean that you have um, um, a cold heart and no other interests in life. And so I think sometimes it's sad that that's how people view um, fashion blogging. And so I just wanted to change that. And I really didn't know how I'm not a creative person at all. And it's been really hard, but, um, I just kind of, I sat down, um, with my best friend Griffin and we were eating brunch actually. And 
I spilled my guts about having this kind of on my heart for a really long time. And she just looked at me and she was like, okay, so what's stopping you? You know, like, why haven't you started it? I hear her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. She's so right. And so we sat there and she was like, let's do this. And definitely would not be where I am without her and her pushing me to do that. Um, but also just bringing it full circle realizing even to where I am now in it, I, you know, it's not like I have this huge success from fashion blogging. Um, and some days it's really hard to get a picture posted or like try and get some photos or like find any type of content. Um, you're right. A lot of people don't realize a lot of the, the behind the scenes work that gets put into it and the support that you just even need from friends and family, um, telling you that you can do it. Cause some days it's not really that hard. Uh, or that easy, excuse me. And so, um, finding just like your happy place in it. And, you know, I'm still trying to search for that, but at the end of the day, my goal was to just help, help even just one person, um, feel beautiful, whether it's on the inside or the outside, um, you know, whether I can help them actually be able to find a pair of jeans that they feel comfortable in and feel awesome in, because we all know that finding the right pair of jeans is actually the worst thing in the world. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yes. But also maybe just like seeing something that I posted that just brings a smile to their face. I, I grew up with my mom telling me, you never know what the person next to you is going through. And I honestly, it's, it's ingrained in my brain everywhere I go. When people are rude, sometimes it's hard. Um, when you have a bad interaction with someone, you're like, why are they so unpleasant? And that's not to say I don't have those days too, or think that way. But sometimes we just have to come back to realizing that you really don't know what people are going through. And, um, sometimes those unpleasant interactions come from something a lot deeper. And so I don't know, maybe I made a typo in my caption and that makes someone laugh because they're thinking, wow, she doesn't know anything about grammar and she sucks at creating captions. <laughs> you know, and if that makes them laugh, then I'm okay with it. And so that's kind of been my purpose behind it all. I hope that I really hope for this all to grow and like form into something even bigger. I don't know what that looks like yet. Of course, like I said earlier, Michael being a huge goals person, he's constantly asking me, you know, what do you see your blog doing in a year and five years? And I honestly don't really know right now. Um, but I sure as heck am going to keep going. So <laughs> I'm just doing my thing and, and hoping that, um, some people just find some sort of like fun or solitude or peace or happiness, anything really, um, from following me. So that's kind of my, my plan. <laughs> well, I think like you are so excellent at it and you do such a good job of letting your personality show through, which I will be the first to say is very hard. I mean, like you can only create so many captions sometimes and it feels very overwhelming. Like it's not just like I come up with the best captions off of the top of my head at a stoplight on the go. Like it takes thought and, um, not that you should be texting and driving like me, but, um, you know, it's just, it, it is tough sometimes. And I've definitely gone through seasons where I'm like, wow, I look like I have no personality. And, you know, my real life friends know my personality, but my friends online probably think I don't have one. <laughs> and so 
yeah. it can be really tough. And so you've done such a good job. And I love reading every article that you write on Radiant um, because it's everything I'd want for a fashion column. You know, I did the, I did um, the fashion side of blogging for for a while, for about a year and a half. And I realized I'm actually not, that's not a strength of mine to write about pieces in a way that's helpful to others. And that very much is a strength of yours. I just personally love clothes. (laughs) And so I wasn't really able to capture helpful information in writing about it. And you do such a good job. Like I loved one of your first articles about like your grandmother and the pink sweatpants. It cracked me up and to write like, to write with humor, A, is very hard and you do a great job at it. And B, to write about clothing and inanimate objects um, in a purposeful, helpful way is you're so good at it. And so we love having you at Radiant. And I love every article of yours that comes through. It makes me smile. Well, I really do appreciate your kind words. And for everybody listening, what a lot of people don't know is that Kelsey has honestly instilled a lot of encouragement um, and and confidence in me. I'm not a writer whatsoever. I did not start out as a writer. I never claimed to be a writer. Um, you can ask, um, again, you can ask Griffin about this. I remember she used to edit some of my essays in college and all she would write back is, you can't use five adjectives, three nouns, 15 adverbs in one sentence. <laughs> Like, that's literally what she would say to me. And she's just like, we're just going to start from scratch and just thinking I am awful at this. This is why I'm a nurse. I will never absolutely ever do anything in my life that will um, put me into an environment where I'm trying to write. And here I am. And so honestly, I've told you a million times, but thank you for that, um, for that encouragement. Because when you came up to me and asked me to do, be, or be a part of Radiant and do the fashion column, um, I really thought that maybe I um, needed to get my eyes checked and get glasses for the first time. Because I was thinking there's no way that you just sent me that email. Or you may have just accidentally sent it to the wrong person. So um, looking back now and getting to write about something that I'm passionate about, um, first of all, I have you to thank for giving me that outlet, but also giving me that confidence. It's definitely not easy to write about inanimate objects, but... Um, I guess that's just always been something I've loved. It's like making fashion more tangible to people and like helping them understand that. And again, I'm certainly not the most fashionable person in the whole entire world. And I don't explain things in the most perfect way ever, but, um, I enjoy doing it for myself and for others that seek out my advice. And so just to kind of put it, put it on paper or on the internet rather and out there for other people to enjoy what, you know, at their, at their leisure and at their choosing, um, has been, has been really fun. Also radiant, the women behind radiant and all of the columns, they're absolutely incredible. And so there's just something really special there. And, and I'm just really thankful for that. So you, you rock Kelsey. Thank you. You you. do. I was just calling what I saw. You are awesome at what you do. And I like, am like better for knowing you. And so I just love your heart behind what you do. And I love that everyone got to hear your story today because I think you're so inspiring. I love following along with you and it's just fun. So you guys, where, where can people find you online and on Instagram? Because I know people are going to fall in love with you. Thank you. So yes, Instagram, um, is a dose of Emily. 
Um, so they can find me there and on my Instagram is my link for my website. It's dose of Emily, no a at the beginning. Um, and so that's there and all of it is a working progress, certainly not perfect. Um, but it's, it's been fun. So if you, if you're willing to kind of follow along, along with me, I would, I would love to have you. Seriously. It's so fun to keep up with you. Well, you know, we cannot end this episode without you telling us some things you love right now. What are you reading, watching, listening to? You might not like to listen or watch or read, but what are the other things you do like to do? (laughs) So I always laugh because I am, I've never been a big reader, but I want to be because I, I hear that people that are really intelligent they read a lot. And so I remember sitting down with Michael one day and he was, he was like, we just need to start reading a lot. So he has been such an amazing bookworm, but I definitely lack in that department. But I will say um, that Bailey, who is also a columnist for Radiant, she posted about Lauren Graham's new book. So if you're a Gilmore Girls crazy fan, then um, apparently it's really good. And so that is actually something I will probably pick up and read. Um, I also... will have really wanted to read present over perfect. I'm pretty sure you've read it. Yeah. I just have not had the time to read it yet, but I cannot stop seeing it on social media. And so I need to read that ASAP. So hopefully when I get some downtime over Christmas, I'll be able to read that as well. Um, But as far as what I'm watching that I can definitely give you many recommendations. I'm a huge Netflix person, um, probably more than I'm willing to admit, but my, some of my favorites, um, right now, this is us. Um, oh my God. it's on Hulu. It is yes. incredible. It is incredible. I and I don't know if you've ever watched parenthood. Um, but I think it's, um, created by the same people who did parenthood and parenthood is one of my all-time favorite series yes. i cry laugh clap jump every single every episode single. <laughs> and so it's an amazing um amazing series and so this is us i see a lot of similarities in both of those series this is us has been has been this has had the same effect on me for sure Obviously, the Gilmore Girls um, that came out, those episodes, that was fun to go back and watch and see what the Gilmore Girls are up to now. So I loved watching that. And then what is... Oh, and I recently went back and I decided to watch a Gossip Girl. So I like took it way back to whenever Gossip Girl first came out, which is probably forever ago, and watched that as well. Um, anything to keep me keep me entertained. Sometimes I like having things on in the background when I'm working on stuff, and so I'll just kind of pop it pop up any type of show and just be able to kind of watch it while I'm, I'm working on other stuff. So totally agree. I love watching just happy things. Although I find this is us super happy, but I sob every episode, like ugly cry because I'm just like so emotionally moved. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And so that, and I'm getting the same effect from this is us as parenthood as you get so attached to the characters, you start to worry about them in your daily life. I don't know if that (laughs) happens to you, but in parenthood, I got so attached. I would be sitting with my husband and we would just be like, so how, 
how do you think that character is? You know, like I'm re- we really need the next episode. We need to make sure they're okay. And it became honestly, probably that's probably very unhealthy. So if anyone <laughs> listening to this is like a therapist or goes to a therapist, they're probably thinking this girl needs some help. But I, um, I, you know what? No shame, whatever. I, no shame. I, I love the characters and this is a same thing love the characters that they created. I think about them all the time and I can't wait for the next episodes. And this, the finale was unreal. And, you know, now we have to wait for the next, the next episodes to come out, which is the saddest part. It's like torture. It is torture. Oh yeah. Absolute torture. (laughs) Well, seriously, I am so glad that everyone has gotten to meet you and know you. And I know everyone's going to want to keep up with you. And I'm, I'm just thankful to know you and that to, to do this alongside of you, you help make the radiant show keep running. Thank you, Kelsey. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited. Thank you for letting me do this podcast. This is awesome. And we'll be sure to have you back. So until next time. Yes, until next time. Thank you, Kelsey. You're seriously the best. You are. You guys, I'm so glad you got to meet another one of our incredible Radiant columnists. I just think Emily's a doll, and I knew you guys would love her as well. As always, you can keep up with us at radiantmagazine.org or find us on all social media outlets. We love hearing from you, so be sure to leave us a review. It really matters. And share this with a friend. As always, this song was recorded by Kayla, and you can find her music on iTunes. You'll love it, I promise. And it was produced by Christian Sager. Until next week. Money. Sometimes it's hard to make it all add up. With a Microsoft 365 subscription, Money in Excel helps you keep track of all your accounts in one place with added alerts and personalized budgets. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash money. Money. Sometimes it's hard to make it all add up. Thankfully, as part of your Microsoft 365 subscription, Money in Excel makes managing your finances a bit easier. Keep track of all your accounts in one place to help reach your financial goals. See how much you spent online last week. Set up a personalized budget. Get alerts about due payments and save for a rainy day as you stay on top of it all with Money in Excel. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash budget.